Good evening, dummies. 9.07 p.m. Saturday, November 6th. Saturday. Yes, you heard me right. It is the weekend. And yes, I called you dummies. I'll explain what dummies is. It's not an insult. Dummies mean something. Stick with me until after the intro, and I will tell you what dummies are. A baker's dozen, which I've just found out is 13 people, so it works out. 13 Republicans decided to move into the Benedict Arnold status. By jumping ship on Republicans, you know, that's one thing Democrats do very well is stick together, even on a sinking ship. Republicans, however, had one of the best weeks in recent memory, one of the greatest shock and awes in election history as Virginia went from blue to red with no signs of that happening. And what do they do with the goodwill and a mandate that's been written to them, a blank check from America? They decided to go ahead and cave to Joe Biden. The dirty, dirty baker's dozen. Let's get into it, folks. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Yes, I called you dummies. You heard me right. What are dummies? The dummies are the don't unfriend me's. It's not an insult. Dummies, D-U-M. It's an acronym for don't unfriend me's. That's right. You can find all of our shirts and fun stuff where you can get dummies gear. Dummies is probably Barstool Sports has stoolies. We have dummies. It's an honorary title. There is no insult attached to it. Uh, what else? You can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the shop to find some of the new shirts that we have, a whole bunch of cool gear that you can find, including our Let's Go Brandon shirt. Last but not least, you can find me at, at Don't Unfriend Me Show on all of the podcast, everything else. The sound is gonna play because it's off again. It is a Saturday. Can't you tell? I'm not ready to be online, but I have to because the dirties bakers dozen are all a bunch of jackasses. Don'tunfriendme.com, find me. Here comes the sound. Oh, well, I guess I have sound effects turn off. You want to try that again, folks? You want to try that one more time? Let's do it. Sound effects on. There we go. The Transformers sound. At Don't Unfriend Me Show. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I'm over on Rumble. You can find me on Twitch where everybody hates me because they're a bunch of gamer Nazis. But it's growing, and I do love my uh, Twitch followers who are on. Let's get to the show. Remember, episode 248. My name is Matthew Spear. I chew bubblegum and kick ass, and folks, I'm all out of gum. Remember, we can agree, we can disagree. You can love me, you can hate me, but you just can't unfriend me. Brian Stelter, the weaselly little mouse, amazing soft baby blue eyes, the beta male. If you look it up in the encyclopedia of Wicadia, you will see Brian Stelter, the beta male. He had something to say. He's so terrified. He's just scared. He's a scared little, little man. He is afraid of Donald Trump coming back in 2024, and he has this vision of a utopian, dystopian society. The utopian part is that Democrats are all in power. They're singing Kumbaya. Kamala and Biden are roasting marshmallows on the burning cities of, of the United States. And then Donald Trump comes in and decides to do what? Well... You judge for yourself. Common ground erodes largely because there's no common media ground anymore. It's as if America has been swallowed up by QAnon conspiracy theories. Freedom of expression feels trampled. 
muffled. And remember, as all of this is happening, as democracy deteriorates in 2024, Trump's enablers claim they are the ones protecting democracy. They think, or at least they pretend, that they are upholding the Declaration of Independence. They cloak their autocratic actions in the language of the Founding Fathers. They claim to be the most patriotic Americans of them all. And this narrative is advanced 24 hours a day by the ABC, the apps, the broadcasters, and the commentators who justify stomping all over the Constitution as an attempt to save it. The country is on pins and needles. Landlords board up downtown windows. Maybe looting starts. Shooting starts. I'm not saying that all of this will happen, but I'm saying it could. We know it could happen because it has all happened before. Almost everything I have described has already happened. Yes, it could happen. And if my grandmother had balls, she would be my grandfather, Brian. Listen, what is up with this guy? What does he mean? Pins and needles. Usually pins and needles is something that we say for excitement. Oh, they're on pins and needles. People are scared. If we're boarding up windows, we do it for hurricanes and we do it for <gasps> wait, BLM, Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters, social justice warriors, 184 riots over four years and two billion dollars in damages on some of the largest cities run by Democrats, modern day slave plantations. And Brian Stelter is acting on a whimsical notion of a fairy unicorn that this has never happened before, but sometime in the future of 2024, it most assuredly will. What in the hell is this guy smoking? Listen, we understand that you think the January 6th insurrection was the worst thing ever to happen in Washington, D.C., besides the English burning it down, and maybe during the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation, when people stormed the Capitol then and the chambers and tried to bust down the doors, yet we didn't see the National Guard and fences go up for them because it's their type of protesters. Give me a break. Brian Stelter, I want to roll you down the hill and you would roll quite effectively. You're ergonomically set for it. I don't like this guy. I don't like what he says. I don't like what he does. And he's a weasel. If this is our spiritual leader to tell us and our Nostradamus of today, let me tell you, he is full of shit as a Christmas goose. I have no desire to listen to him yet. We have to do it one more time. QAnon muffling the Constitution. There's only one party that's trying to censor free speech, take away the Second Amendment, and has literally strangled the first 10 amendments in the bill of rights why the rights of the people except for of course quartering of troops unless england decides to go ahead and invade i think we're going to be okay the rights media echo chamber growing ever more extreme the words democrats and criminals are conflated constantly so the other side loses legitimacy bit by bit by bit the gop media is on board with this they're on board with the power grab at all costs driven by fear of a changing country, fear propelled by the likes of Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, who bring up things like caravans right at key moments during the election. And all of this in 2022 helps the GOP regain control of the House. Members of the January 6th Sedition Caucus are now in control of the body that completes the Electoral College process. Now, some Democrats fret about what's going to happen in 2024. They worry if the insurrectionists will have the upper hand next time. But remember, in Trump world, up is down and day is night. And Trump keeps saying the insurrection was Biden's election. This guy couldn't predict his next bowel movement. I have made about 20, 22 predictions this year on this show, and every single freaking one of them 
has been 100% accurate. This guy has no idea what he's talking about. The Insurrection Caucus, there is no Insurrection Caucus. Every single Republican has denounced the insurrection. Some of us are just a little upset that Officer Brian Sicknick was said to be murdered when he wasn't and died of complications from a stroke and a heart attack. Excuse me, that is not the same thing. The New York Times had to retract and redact the story and apologize for misleading information. One young lady was shot who tried to breach the Capitol, and I dare I say that that was a pretty stupid thing to do, and I've said that. There are no Trump supporters that I know who are saying that this is our Rosetta Stone moment, that this is the crib key to success. You know what's successful? Voting these people out of office. We just did it in Virginia. We turned it red. Telling Southwest Airlines to go shove it up their keisters when they try to do mandates on our pilots. Getting Beth Bartz out of the school board. How about this new K for 12 mandate that they're going to do? Because kids between five and the ages of 12 are now going to be lined up to be shot. And I guarantee you, you will see a protest like you have never seen before. It'll make the civil rights movement look like a tea party. Give it a shot and see what happens. This isn't conspiracy theory. We're not trampling the Constitution. We don't want insurrection. And there's no party that represents us as such. That is a fringe element, and I have deep questions whether it was actually Trump supporters who began this, and we've seen the video, and we've seen all of the things that make us doubt this, because here's why. Because since that massive revolution and insurrection to take over our government, do you want to know how much damage has been done from Republicans since then for the prior four years and after January 6th? Zero. But Oregon and Minnesota continue to burn and you do nothing about it. Brian Stelter, you fat little shit. I cannot believe you're sitting up there and spewing this stuff. The reason why 2022 is going to go so wrong, the reason why 2024 is going to go so wrong has nothing to do with Donald J. Trump. It has to do that we are empowered and we are activated. We are sick of rhinos. We are sick of fake Republicans in office pretending to represent the people. And the only thing they represent is their pocket. The constituents mean nothing to them. Jennifer Rubin, I realize critics say Dems have gone too far left, but that doesn't compute. The agenda is very popular. They simply haven't gotten over the finish line yet. Popular, 70% of America thinks we're going in the wrong direction. How's that for popularity? Joe Biden is plummeting faster than the Titanic. 42% approval rating. It's going to be short of 37% after this bill passes. $5 trillion in wasteful spending. Give me a break. Jackie Heinrich, progressive sources tell me they have roughly 20 members who will vote down BIF. Pelosi may put this on the floor to put CPC backs against the wall, betting they won't tank Biden's agenda, especially if more than expected 10 to 15 Republicans vote for it, since bills are now unlinked. And what the key factor of this is Joe Biden is going to sign this bill when the only thing he should do is stamp veto on it, but he doesn't have the backbone. He doesn't have the spine because Build Back Better was attached to this and now it's not. He will never get another vote for this. Republicans will never give him Build Back Better. This will sink his presidency. It was already sunk. This just throws an extra layer of dirt on it. Build Back Better will never come to fruition. But what we do have is an infrastructure bill that has nothing to do with infrastructure and more to do with the wasteful spending that we have seen in this country for the last how many decades? 
It's a dirty baker's dozen. The, this will cost the case of adding $550 billion in federal infrastructure spending. It's weak. First and foremost, Washington has already borrowed a staggering $6 trillion since the pandemic began, and it's projected to borrow $12 trillion more over the next decade just to finance the current programs and operations of our government. On top of that, President Biden and congressional Democrats have proposed a $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, plus the 8.4% increase in discretionary spending that would cost $1 trillion additional over the decade. We all know that Congress is highly unlikely to allow these extra temporary policies to expand child tax credits to expire, and those extensions would also cost another trillion over the decade. Overall, the national debt held by the public would leap from $17 trillion before the pandemic to $40 trillion a decade from now. And people are saying, oh, well, this won't pass the Senate. It already has, people. It's on his desk. How dangerous is a $40 trillion national debt? Consider that Washington overwhelmingly relies on short-term borrowing that must be rolled over into the current interest rate every few years. Every time the average interest rate rises one percentage point, the interest cost on $40 trillion of debt increases by $400 billion per year, or $4 trillion over a decade. That is more than double the cost of the 2017 tax cuts. Over 30 years, each one percentage point interest rate increases would cost as much as creating a new defense department entirely. Washington's long-term solvency would thus depend on interest rates remaining below 4% forever. Who feels lucky with that one? Who thinks the Fed's going to stay in line with that? In that context, adding another $555 billion for infrastructure digs the budget hole even deeper and proves once again that Congress has lost the ability to say no. And while some suggest that $550 billion is not much money in today's economy, it would compromise one of the largest non-emergency spending bills of the past 50 years. If Congress is truly desperate to upgrade America's infrastructure, lawmakers should first ask themselves a simple question. Why the hundreds of billions of dollars that federal, state, and local governments already spend annually on infrastructure is not getting the job done? They should incentivize the nation's governors to apply towards infrastructure the $350 billion they recently received to shore up non-existent budget deficits. After all, infrastructure is primarily a state and local activity and the perfect use of one-time cash windfall for states. It makes no sense for Washington to go deep in the debt for infrastructure while states are sitting on enormous federal hand handouts that they don't even need and haven't even spent. Do you know how many freaking billions hasn't been spent on the COVID bill? These fake offsets, several lawmakers pledge to support an infrastructure bill only if it does not add to the national debt. And of course, Joe Biden stands up there and says it costs nothing and everyone believes him. The Congressional Budget Office has determined that the Senate bill would add $256 billion in deficit over the decade. The true shortfall rises to $350 billion after including the bill's $90 billion bailout of the highway and transit trust funds, which are heading towards insolvency that nobody wants. Nobody wants buses and trains. 
They want giant SUVs and gas gugglers or a Tesla. Ultimately, GOP lawmakers demand $550 billion in spending offsets to pay for the bill, but we're not willing to take the political heat of actually reducing $550 billion in benefits for any constituencies. So they took the classic Washington route of relying on gimmicks and fake offsets. For example, lawmakers claimed $50 billion in savings from having the Department of Health and Human Services propose an expensive regulation and then canceling it through 2025. This is like a family considering a $10,000 vacation, then changing their mind and treating that $10,000 as new income to spend elsewhere. The provision to sell oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve would save a few billion dollars only until Congress repurchases the oil later at a potentially higher price. A pension smoothing provision allowing some companies to underfund their pension plans, now which raises their taxable income and taxes paid today, and replenish those funds later would similarly kick the can down the road. This one-year extension of a series of annual spending cuts known as mandatory sequester that are currently scheduled to last until 2030 would be more credible if Congress had not recently canceled the 2020 and 2021 sequester cuts. The bipartisan agreement press release claims that the IIJA is paid for by including items that are not part of the CBO score. For instance, lawmakers take credit for lower-than-expected spending on a few past stimulus programs and for the revenue from Spectrum sales that occurred this past February. These savings are already taking place independent of this bill and thus do not reduce the debt impact of the bill. Furthermore, the lower-than-expected cost of some federal programs is more than offset by the higher-than-expected cost of other programs. There is no pot of savings waiting to be spent. Lawmakers have also promised large, dynamic scoring revenues from the economic growth resulting from this bill. However, a new CBO analysis suggests that, due to the lack of legitimate spending offsets, this bill's macroeconomic effects would save Washington just $6 billion over the decade, as a negligible rise in economic growth would be largely offset by higher interest costs. Still, this is slightly better than an early version of infrastructure legislation that economics at the University of Pennsylvania calculated would reduce long-term economic growth, wages, and capital stock. Not only is infrastructure spending not guaranteed to provide long-term growth, it is also among the least effective short-term stimulus options. This is because federal infrastructure policies take years to be implemented. Remember the not-so-shovel-ready 2009 stimulus provisions? They're often offset by state and local infrastructure spending cutbacks. Has anyone seen a road done within five years anywhere? Additionally, highway expansion, high-speed rail, airport infrastructure, new utilities are often needed most in regions with growing populations and economic activity. And these regions typically have the lowest unemployment rates and stimulus needs. They don't need the jobs. Lack of infrastructure reforms lawmakers demanding $550 billion in these new spendings to address America's neglected infrastructure should instead be asking what happened to this $500 billion that I mentioned earlier. Where is it? Where is the money from COVID? How about the schools that receive money? How about the NEA? How about the museums? What the hell? This has nothing to do with the roads. This has nothing to do with solar energy. This has nothing to do with clean air. This is simply wasteful funding and kicking the can down the road for the next term to go ahead and float the bill. 
The Republicans who were involved in this should absolutely be termed. Some of them are retiring. Some of them are up for re-election. None of them should return. We need to take a scythe to the Republican Party and completely eliminate the 2014 Tea Parties that are held over and the 2016 Never Trumpers. This is the party of Donald Trump, and it's not changing anytime soon. Either get on board or get the fuck out of our party. Because what you just did was do a setback for Republicans who had momentum going into 2022, and you gave them a slight glimpse, glimmer of hope for a possible sequester of our people to defend this country. Constituents make your salaries. Constituents put you in office. Nebraska, West Virginia, these are red states. You voted against the American people, and here are your names, and you should be held accountable for it 100%. I encourage every listener, I've got 120 on, over 300,000 people will see this by the time it ends in a month. Make a phone call. Pick up the phone. Don't complain. Don't sit here and say you wish you could do something. This is how you do it. Inundate their lines with phone calls. It's the only way to get it done in the end. It's the only way. Don Bacon from Nebraska, 202-225-4155, voted for this bill. Pennsylvania, Brian Fitzpatrick, 202-225-4276. For Facebook, this, these are not public phone numbers. They're not being doxxed. These are their offices in Washington, D.C. Voicemails are ready for you to leave a message right now. New York, Andrew Garbarino, 202-225-7896. Ohio, Anthony Gonzalez, 202-225-3876. New York, John Katko, 202-225-3701. Illinois, Adam Kinzinger, 202-225-3635. Nicole Maliotakis from New York, 202-225-3371. New York, Tom Reed, 202-225-3161. New Jersey, Chris Smith, 202-225-3765. Michigan, Fred Upton, 202-225-3761. New Jersey, Jeff Andrew, 202-225-6572. Alaska, Don Young, 202-225-5765. And lastly, West Virginia, Dave McKinley, 202-225-4172. Make a difference. Stop complaining. Stop saying that you can't do anything. We proved it in Virginia. We proved it with Southwest Airlines. We proved it with Beth Bartz. We proved it in New Jersey when nobody said anything could possibly be done about the tick-infested Democrat stronghold on New Jersey. It's up in 2022. It's up in 2024. There is a red wave. We heard about this red wave in 2020. We saw it. And if you think people are less motivated to make change than they were in 2020, you're insane because we had it the best we have had it in decades. And we still showed up to vote. Imagine this time. 
Every time you make a phone call, every time you demonstrate, every time you protest, every time you hold one of these bastards accountable, we will take our country back. No more time for complaining. No more time for stolen elections. No more time for I'm going to rise up in arms against the government. No, you're going to use the Constitution. You're going to educate yourself. You're going to have a fucking opinion and you're going to use your voice because if you don't, you have no reason to complain on Facebook. You have no reason to whine and cry to your neighbors. If you want to do something, do it or sit back and watch these people steal our country from out from underneath us. It's up to you. Do what's right, America. I can't tell you. You have to feel it and you have to do it yourself. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. I'm fired up. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. Traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress, anxiety, and depression are all very real, and veterans need your help. Christmas is upon us. It is the worst time for veterans, just like it is for most people with suicide. Make that phone call. If you can't call me, I'll do it with you. I'll fly out with you. Whatever it takes, get them to call this. They can go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link. They will be immediately connected to a VCL operator. It's anonymous. If you are active duty with a clearance, this will not hinder your clearance. It will not hinder your station. You will not be found out. It is 100% private. And remember, if you are not a veteran, they will also help you. Mental health awareness is important. It is nothing to be ashamed of. Some of the toughest people I know have suffered from mental health awareness. And I am not just the hair club president. I'm a client myself. Folks, thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for visiting Don't Unfriend Me. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please go to don'tunfriendme.com. Pick up one of my shirts, whatever. Yes, this is also to make money. But more importantly, I believe what I say, and you will always get the straight poop from this channel. Come back Monday for the next episode. God bless America. God bless you. And use your voice. Stop bitching and do something about it. For those on live, stay tuned. I'll be back in just a few.